0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Triathlon Science. So I explained in the the last episode, it was a kind of intro, um, a little bit about why I'm restarting the podcast, um, why it's kind of important, what kind of um, topics and things I'm going to be discussing and from what perspective. Um, the first thing I just wanted to start off with regards to this one was really the, the, the one of the points that I didn't uh, fully go over in the last podcast was, well, who's this actual podcast for? Um, and it's really, I wanted to kind of just briefly go over why uh, who it's not for and why uh, for those people they might want to look elsewhere. The problem with things like podcasts, resources and any of these things is you can't please everybody. Um, the problem with that is, or the problem with trying to please everybody is that often the information, if you've got someone that's more advanced, particularly in areas of, uh, let's say, sports, sports science and those things, um, in order to try and write a piece that uh, both uh, provides them with what they might want, with somebody who's a beginner who doesn't understand the sports science, it can get very difficult to read from both ends of the spectrum. And that if you put, uh, we have as... Uh, as you know, when you read anything, you, if you, you, you instantly start picking up on the language. And if the language is quite difficult, it can become you're uh, very hard to read and you're much less likely to actually take in what the, the kind of concepts are, even if they are relatively straightforward and easy to understand. Um, a good example I used to find of this was... Um, uh, kind of I remember starting to read Robinson Crusoe um, and the, the kind of unadapted and um, original version and it was an extremely hard read. It was definitely not relaxing um, in any way, shape or form because of the language it was so difficult to uh, kind of understand and relate to the language we, where we speak now that it just became too difficult. It wasn't relaxing and I decided to stop reading it. So this podcast is really for... Um, people that have been in the sport for a while, uh, people at a similar stage, I guess, to me, um, or kind of people that are, or that have been what I've been like over the last maybe five years or so, of um, going beyond that beginner stage and that kind of more into the experimental stage, more the, the kind of stage of, wanting to try and work out how you work, how you function, um, how you want, might want to improve. This is not going to be for beginners at all. Um, and it's very difficult to uh, kind of eliminate that. Um, and it's, it's not something I necessarily or I really kind of want to do. But unfortunately, it is, um, it is probably quite important in order to be able to provide the content that I want to provide for the, for the kind of next level up. Um, to not have to try and cater um, for the beginner level, so if you are a beginner, I think the best way to approach some of these things or approach triathlon is really to do things like joining a club, um joining forums, and all the things that I mentioned in the last episode that are that really helped me when I started, and try and absorb all that information. The problem often people have or it's it 's almost a frustration sometimes is that um And I've seen this on on things like forums, is that people go in there and they start asking all these questions. They don't actually take the time to to not ask anything. If you listen and read, you read on the internet, you can Google anything. Now that's the thing, is that a lot of people they ask a question that you could easily type straight into Google and find your answer straight away. Now I know things like medical stuff and that sort of things, it gets a bit um, of a kind of murky area, but Generally, most things, you can get a relatively good answer from Google. Okay, so that's the kind of first bit I want to say. The second bit is the main focus of this kind of next 10 minutes or so. Is really thinking about books. So I like to read books. Uh, um, Someone asked me recently whether I had a Kindle, and I really, really uh, don't like having a Kindle. In fact, it is... I just I just really like just having a book and I sit down and read and it's a relaxing time. And I think about books is that I think if you feel like you have to read books, then it becomes less enjoyable. Um, but if you find a really relaxing time to read them, um, I think they can be a wonderful thing. I think you can gain huge amounts of knowledge. I think it was um, potentially Seth Godin. I can't remember. Um, somebody I remember saying that, you know, a book is an incredible bargain Really, because for something like £10, you can get something that could completely change your whole life. And I think the problem is, is that there's so many books now, and so many books on certain subjects that we just don't know where to to go. Now, I went through a spate um, a while ago of having, I had Audible and I would listen to, um, so that's the other thing I do. So I either read the book or I listen to it sometimes. I've kind of gone off that a little bit because I actually quite like podcasts and, and conversation as opposed to, to books um, when I'm listening. But you, um I say, I went through a spate of reading everything I could or listening to everything I could about the gut. And unfortunately, it was relatively the same over and over again. All the different books had a slightly different perspective, but were generally the same. Because the problem is, is we didn't know what was really going on. So therefore, a lot of it was speculative. And so it was really kind of a culmination of speculative research, really, and little bits of, of research been done here and there. So... Um, In terms of books, so that's the thing to bear in mind. I think um, the one thing, as I say, to bear in mind with regards to books and reading um, is that your time is limited. Because of that, you cannot read every book that you maybe want to read or that you could potentially gain knowledge from. So you have to be a bit selective. So do I read books about triathlon? Well, I have a bookshelf. I have probably maybe... 20, 30, 40 books that are related to triathlon sport and I may have used them at some point for references and I may have read them um, at some point a long time ago but they are certainly not on my reading list now. Partly because I've realised that moving outside of kind of triathlon books you gain a lot more from uh, perspectives that are not directly sport related. So for instance a book that I've been reading recently um, has been a book called Mastery. By Robert Green I came across this via um, via a podcast and a, a person I listened to called Ryan Hall who mentioned about Robert Green and about some of his other books and I came across mastering it looked like the kind of book that I that would would um, pique my fancy should we say. And so I bought it. It was a significant sized book and you got it and you open it and you realise that the the print is small and the book is large and this is going to be quite an endeavour. This is in comparison to a book, uh, books I often read by Ryan Hall that are small and larger print and you can probably get through one of them within um, the course of a flight I would have thought probably. Um, So they are relatively simple if you can sit down and read and give yourself the time. But mastery was not like that and it was... Build as being that, in that it was quite a significant book to get through. But that actually, if you gave it the time, um, you could really gain a lot from it. So what is it? It's about, essentially, it is about the, the kind of hallmarks of mastery from history. Looking at people like Leonardo da Vinci and various other people around who created great things, who mastered their subject. Now, you're thinking now, well... You're either you're either thinking, I'm not saying these words, you're thinking two things. You're either thinking, what does this apply to triathlon? And we'll get in there, I'll get there, I promise. But also you may be thinking, this is a bit egotistical. So this person's reading a book about mastery. Isn't that a little bit egotistical to want to be a master? And the thing is, is that you're not reading this because you're comparing yourself to those people because the unfortunate thing is that whilst there are those people there are plenty of people that were probably masters that never made quite the the kind of seminal discoveries that they did and therefore never gained the recognition but yet worked in the same way the whole point is to look at the process that these people went through and see what similarities were there trying to uncover the often the myths of pure talent. A good example is Mozart, in that by the time he was a certain age, by the time he was the age where he was really producing quality work, which actually was more in his kind of late teens to 20s, rather than the precocious kind of five-year-old picture that we often have. But the process they went through and the time they spent and the way they did it was very um, specific. And it was an appreciation that the whole idea of maybe the 10,000 hours rules of, of um, practice has some merit in terms of practicing and, and immersing yourself in what you want to become a master in. But actually, there's a little bit more to it. The path is a little bit more convoluted. There is a little bit more of an exploration of creativity and various other facets. So how does this relate to triathlon, which is the question that you're kind of thinking of? Is that, well, at the end of the day, what you're trying to do as a triathlete, trying to do your sports is you are trying to master it. You are trying to produce the best you that you can. Now, that might not be winning international races. For some people, it is. For some people, they have the eye and the goals on doing things like qualifying for Kona, which actually, despite the fact that it's often viewed... The thing about Kona, if you're listening to me now and you are a clean athlete, completely clean, you don't ever take anything that you shouldn't take, you have to work hard to get to Kona and to perform there. It's not to say that the large that there's a large proportion of people that are taking these things, but unfortunately, the studies that have come out—well, actually, define large studies that have come out—have indicated that a lot of athletes, particularly. I want to say in other countries I don't think that's necessarily true I think sometimes we have this idea that British athletes are clean but that's not true at all we know that from people like Wiggins and various other people um, that we know have taken things and done things that they shouldn't have done but that you're going to have a hard time so you do have to master your sport and you do have to have the level of patience that you do have to understand that it's a long process the, of essentially creativity it 's thinking through problems it involves procrastinating involves thinking it involves um, working smartly in the right way, but understanding and being really open to understanding of how you and your body work. The reason I read it is because i 'm trying to also um, past knowledge on, both in the PhD and the research work that I'm doing. Again, another reason why I want to read this. And it's given me incredible insights. And I I think there is an abridged version that's probably better for most people. But it's given me insights in making me realise how, just another note, just to go in there, have you ever read a book or ever feel like a book has been so well written that it's almost like they're speaking to you? They're speaking to you personally. Not anyone else. They are, literally, they have worked out exactly why, where you're going wrong and here is the answer. And this book feels like it's given that to me in that it, it gives me ideas that maybe where I was going, where I was becoming impatient of what I was doing, where I was trying to rush things, they didn't need to be rushed. I was taking the time to absorb and thing about triathlon and particularly long distance is that yes you can rush into it and yes you can work really hard and, and perform at a good level but Why don't you change the picture to having a bit more longevity, have a process of gradually building, gradually understanding and enjoying all elements of what is a creative process. You are creating yourself as this superhuman athlete. Rather than thinking about it as an end product, I'm going to do this Ironman. Why not think about it as I'm going to craft myself into an athlete, into an athlete capable of doing this arduous event? Why don't I think and experiment in ways that I can improve certain elements? Why don't I understand as a swimmer, why I might be putting more resistance or creating more resistance? And all these processes they all take, they're all problem solving. Problem is it's always frustrated me how problem has been viewed as a negative word. It's not a negative word. It is a problem. It is something to solve. It is something that is can it create Enjoyment and excitement in and trying to solve and, and, and get to that end point. So that's why I like reading these books. So, Mastery is one that I've read. Um, another recent one, Stillness by Ryan Hall. Again, this current time of this pandemic, you really need some time to, to kind of feel like you need to be in control. And I think through the idea of stillness, the idea of the fact that if you think carefully and relax and maybe meditate, that actually things become a little clearer. You realise that it isn't all basically going to shit, to be honest. So that's another book I've read recently, uh, Why Buddhism is True, along similar lines, this idea of controlling your mind, controlling how you think so that you can work through the processes. So they all link through. So things like mastery, they give you an idea that you need to work through the process, take your time, not rush anything, not try and jump to the end product. And the same with things like meditation. They teach you that if you slow things down, you often have the time to work through. So a good example is now. So I'm going to leave you with, you have got another minute to go on this podcast, leave you with the best way of interpreting these things. If you read all these books and understand what's going on right now, maybe you don't race this year. We may have some races at the end of the year, but do you need to or do you not need to? Maybe take it as a year of preparing for next year, maybe the year after, actually try and think to yourself, where is my body, what is my body doing? Or what is it, where is it breaking down? Why is it getting slower? It's a topic I'm gonna to be covering in later episodes is that rather than thinking about getting faster, let's try and think about of not getting slower. Let's try and focus on not breaking down. So how can we do that now? How can we slow the process down and actually create something great and become a master as opposed to something that is very haphazard, short-lived, has a short peak and then dies a complete death. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.